0: Welcome to the Dollars and Dumbbells Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Green, a certified financial planner who specializes in helping fitness entrepreneurs and millennials grow their net worth. The goal is to bring you conversations with successful individuals in the fitness industry on how they navigated their journey to success.
1: Justin Green is the founder and financial planner at Assist FP, a financial planning firm. All opinions expressed in this show are solely those of Justin and not reflective of Assist FP. This podcast should not be considered advice. It is solely for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor, tax, legal, and any other advisor you have before making any decisions regarding your financial plan.
0: Welcome back to the show. Today's conversation is with Mason Bendewald. I had a really, really fun conversation with Mason. Mason is the the behind-the-scenes guy for a lot of fitness productions you've seen. You've probably heard of P90X. Yeah, Mason's the one who directed it, did all the the behind-the-scenes work, and really changed the game of video production for the fitness world back in 2005 remember that's before you had an iPhone in your pocket and a camera that goes everywhere with you, right? So this was an unprecedented time and he really came in and disrupted the fitness production market. But today he focuses on how you as an online health and fitness coach can maximize the use of video in your own everyday marketing, right? So he talks about storytelling and leaning into your own vulnerable and original self and how that'll help you resonate with not only uh, future clients, but the right future clients to build your business around. Also, if you have financial questions that you would love to have a professional see and answer check out the financial health club i just launched this new free online community it's hosted on the school platform which i just really like it's it's simple it's elegant it allows me to um, host this community but then also put some courses on there some are free for you um, that you can take advantage of learn more about how to really increase your wealth and how to maximize your finances in the business but if you have a financial question just go ahead go in there and post it and your peers and myself will see that and we can react and let you know what people are doing similar to your position. So go ahead, join thefinancialhealthclub.com and shoot me your financial questions. All right, let's dive into the conversation with Mason and learn more about how you can maximize video in your marketing. Mason, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Great to be here, Justin. Absolutely. Why don't you let everyone know,
1: where are you calling in from? I am in sunny Los Angeles at the moment.
0: Awesome. That makes perfect sense for kind of your background. Why don't you dive into it a little bit? Give us a quick, brief overview of what your background is and what you're working on now.
1: Uh, I was born and raised in New York City. And the reason why I even start there is because I went to the high school of performing arts and I was an actor and a dancer growing up and it fast forward. I ended up going to film school because I had directorial ambitions. And then I ended up in the fitness industry and that's a a fun, longer story, but in a nutshell, that's how I got to where I am today. And I've specialized in fitness production and working with trainers for 20 years now.
0: Cool. And I think I saw you had worked on some popular sets, you know, such as like P90X, right? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's about as popular as they get. And Daily Burn, I was a chief production officer there, but I produced and directed P90X. That was a, a pivot in the industry. And uh, a lot of things I did differently, which is I, you know, I can look back and understand why it was successful, but at the time, all I knew was I really don't like, uh, fitness, certainly not in video (laughs) content. I, I, uh, I equated it to doing a, a wedding video or a porn, to be honest. I was like, there's just no artistic value merit in any, in any of it. And uh, But I needed to make a living. And so I had this, this opportunity. And I said, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do everything differently. <clears throat> and in short, I approached it as entertainment. And so I told stories. I made sure that the star... Had a roadmap so that he could his what he was really great at could shine and not just be you know overcomplicated by just what what is a complicated workout series P90x. So uh, a huge part of its success is that it was fun. People really enjoyed watching it, not just doing it and getting results. And if the the secret here uh that most of your viewers will not be surprised to hear is that if you, if you keep showing up and working out, you'll get results. But the secret to showing up is not what most people think. Uh, most trainers think I'm going to create some sort, of, some sort of series or workout that hasn't been done before. Well, nobody's going to teach Mason or Justin how to do a push-up or a sit-up or a squat. Mm-hmm. We know how to do those. What you're doing as a personal trainer is entertaining me inspiring me to keep showing up and then when I do that it it doesn't feel like work it actually becomes fun and then the results follow as a byproduct
0: yeah absolutely I totally agree with that point it, it's 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 unique because you've been doing this for so long that I just want to mention so the audience doesn't forget that like. So P90X, I looked this up, came out in 2005. Like, I think it's really important to remember, like in 2005, the iPhone did not exist yet. So we're not talking about uh, an era where we all had cameras in our pockets Mm -hmm. and we could all, you know, video is just so prevalent and dominates, you know, social media nowadays. But this was like revolutionary. This was a sensation that kind of just took over, you know, the fitness market for a while because... Video had never really been used this way. I mean, this is one of the first, uh, not one of the first programs. I mean, you have the the I can't think of his name, but the the silly guy with the afro back in the day. Richard Simmons program.
1: Yeah, Richard Richard Simmons. Simmons.
0: Thank you. My friends are gonna they're gonna make fun of me for forgetting his name because Jane Fonda, Richard
1: Simmons. Yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. And so I, I, you know, I just I say this to remind the audience that. 2005 was a different time period, right? Like not everyone could just create these fitness videos, but fast forward almost 20 years and anyone can, right? All you need is all you need is a
1: phone and you've got, you've got, you've got a power as powerful a camera as my gosh, I was using cameras that were probably $80,000 one, one camera at the time, <laughs> just, just mind blowing. Um, it is, it is a different, uh, scene today, just completely different. And we're bombarded with free fitness. So if you're a, if you're a trainer looking to get recognized and you're, you're struggling cause you're, you're, you, you look and you're like, well, what's the difference? between me or any other trainer out there there the real difference is you that is the mm-hmm. that is the hardest thing to understand and to tap into but it is the only way that you'll actually become uh stand out and p90x that's what it did there was there was competition there was plenty of competition for videos you could buy videos mm-hmm. everywhere But what P90X did, my contribution to it was I did everything differently. And I truly was speaking from my heart. I was not excited about doing a fitness video. And I said, (laughs) I'm going to do a fitness video that I would want to work out to. How would I make this more enjoyable? And so from this is one of the biggest things that I changed which is almost silly to mention today because everybody goes, what What do you mean they used to do it that way? I said, we're going to shoot it in one take. These were like hour-long workouts. And all the producers and everybody at Beachbody was like, "What? you you know, that's not how we do it. And I said, why? I said, well, we know we got to shoot it in these blocks because we need them to have breaks and we need to be able to touch up makeup and we need to be able to make sure that everything's perfect. And I said, well, that's exactly why we're not going to do it that way they're like I, we don't understand and i said i want to tell the story this is supposed to be extreme this is supposed to be the hardest workout anybody's ever done i want to tell that story because failure can be fun if you're if you're and then i broke the third wall with the camera and i had tony i said tony i'm giving you permission to call the camera in as opposed to pretending like we're on some perfect beautiful set if somebody is struggling and you're telling them to push out that 40th push up, whatever it is, call the camera. In. I want to see the sweat. Mm. I want the pain. I want to see the grit. And it made it more fun. And we added our original score to it. And then uh, there was also characters within the show. So I, I also hired an original cast. Most of them were people who had been through the process of P90X in a test group. So they were real people who had a story to tell, not just Hollywood uh, models that were also athletic, which is still today how a lot of things are cast. And so all of those elements made this incredibly original and entertaining. And to this day, it's incredible. I just was at Techno Gym in Italy leading a master class for their trainers. And I hadn't done this. I mean, I hadn't looked in P90X in, I don't know, 15 years probably. And I pulled it up because we were talking about lessons of entertainment and fitness and so on. And we pulled it up and we watched just, you know, two minutes of it. And it still held up because it was just like any other, any show that you love watching, you can go back and watch, You know, a Seinfeld or a Hill Street Blues or a Law and Order, and they'll still hold up. They might be dated, but in terms of entertainment, if the right elements are there, they will still be entertaining. And people still do P90X to this day, incredible, 20 years later.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially considering as, you know, the competition out there is, is crazy. Like you said, there's a lot of free fitness out there, which I think we're going to dive into here in a second, kind of, you know, how, how an everyday online, like health and fitness coach can use video and and not on the technical side, but to your point, like, how do you make it entertaining? But then, you know, there's the other side of, you know, what would, I would say would be like today's version of a competitor to a, a P90X, which is like, you know, the Peloton, right? So the Peloton obviously uses video because why else would they have a massive screen in front of the bike. Um, and it's entertainment because there's music blaring. My wife has one. It's like, you know, you hear like these nineties playlists, which, you know, sometimes I'm like, Hey, that's, that's a pretty fire playlist. Um, but like, you know, you got, so you got them yelling at you. And, and so, you know, I, I'm, like you can go two different ways with that right so we've got like i I would call that like the modern day p90x where they've kind of combined the video with some home equipment and you could also do at home like i think even peloton has like a a, a catalog of uh non-bike workouts if i'm not mistaken and then yeah and then you know you've got like apple um is it apple fitness i don't know what they apple apple
1: fitness plus i believe is the okay
0: yeah and then but, but then you know going exactly going the other way is you know just like someone like you or me who's like hey I want to be an online health and fitness coach I've got the certifications I've got the expertise I really enjoy helping people um you know I don't want to make 12 dollars an hour working at the local gym so I'm going to do right. this online and if you're going to do it online then you need to market yourself if you're going to market yourself in 2022 you should probably be using video but yeah. everyone's using video and it's flooded so i want to hear from you the expert is how do you stand out? You know, how does Mason stand out from Justin? If we're both online health and fitness coaches, we both have an iPhone, we're both recording every single day. Like what's going to make people tune into you rather than me? Yeah, it's a great
1: question. And
0: there is, and I believe there is tons of room
1: to be successful and make a really great living in the fitness space still as a trainer using video. The secret is, is, Good production, first of all. So you got to know how to use the tools. But then when it comes to the actual content, what most people make the mistake of doing, and I've done this in my past too, and I'm smiling because I'm already thinking about all the times I've done it, is you (laughs) cannot copy what other people do. The worst Mm -hmm. thing you can do is if Justin's doing great as a personal trainer online, and I go, I'm going to do what Justin does. It's the worst thing you can do. People used to hire yeah, me all absolutely. the time and say, we want to, we want to be like P90X. And I would literally say to some of these people, why do you want to do that? And they're like, well, cause it made hundreds of millions of dollars. And I say, because it was different. I did everything different. That's why P90X was successful. I said, it's been done. That was done years ago. What you have to do is be unique and original. And the easiest way to do that is to be yourself. So... <clears throat> There is a ton of skills to learn how to be a great on-camera performer. But at the core, it's being yourself and it's being having the courage to be vulnerable and share with your audience. Because unlike group fitness, where you have an audience that's live and you've got the music, as you pointed out, which is produced and popular – Mm -hmm. You have all of those elements that help give you an atmosphere, the community, the energy of the people there and the music. When you're on camera, it's completely different. You are now shut off from all of those things. And I'm so, for instance, right now, I'm not even looking at myself or you, which most people do when they're on camera. I've trained myself to look into the lens because if you are watching this, you feel more connected to me if I'm looking at you. And I In my head, I'm constantly thinking about who's the audience out there. I don't think about how do I look? Is Justin, what does Justin do? I think, okay, there's an audience that's listening and to give them value, I need to give them my full attention. And so that's looking into that lens right there. So when you get a trainer in front of a camera, usually they don't have the tools and all they're doing is thinking about group fitness or one-on-one training, and they start doing what everybody else does, which are all the wrong things. Hey, what's up, everybody? Well, there's one person listening, and you shouldn't be asking them questions. So right away, just eliminating eliminating those two things will take you further than most trainers have gone. But the all right, so what's a better part...
0: example of that? So hey, what's up, everybody? Because you hear I hear that all the time. I'm also right. very guilty of horrible. it too. So I'm gonna just admit I, that. <laughs> I, I want it, I want it to
1: be like little daggers in your ears now. Cause you hear yeah, hey, yeah, what's yeah. up, guys? Or hey, what's up, everybody? It's horrible. It's and 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 if anybody's listening who does that already, don't be upset. Just go, great, nobody's told me that. Now I've learned. Just eliminate it. So you can start off with I'm Mason Bendewald. You and I are going to have a great workout today. There you go. That's eliminating the clapping. Hey, what's everybody like? You're in a group fitness because it's not group fitness. It's one-on-one and the other person can't talk to you. So you have to mm-hmm. ha- develop a whole new set of skills so it feels intimate. And the, the, if, if you'll be our uh, example today, Justin, I would love to cut to the heart of it, which is how do you get people really engaged? on camera. And it's very hard to do unless you learn how to become a good storyteller and vulnerable. Because I go back to this idea of a push-up's a push-up. You're not going to do, you're not going to somehow miraculously do a push-up that blows my mind. (laughs) It's a push-up. And everything in fitness is fairly basic. It's the messaging of it. So Justin, I'm going to ask you to share with just me, as if we were good friends, a a short story, really short, like a minute or two, just the highlights Mm -hmm. of something, of a moment in your life where everything changed. It could be an obstacle, it could have been a challenge, it could have been a birth of a child, but where there was like some real, you know, cathartic change and hopefully there was some struggle involved there
0: yeah this one's uh absolutely this is a fairly easy one for me um i actually lost my mom in college so i was Mm -hmm. only 19 and i was going away to school about three and a half hours away in um central new york so small small school called uh cortland university and um my mom got diagnosed with uh, stage four lung cancer in November of 2011. And within six months, she had passed away. And I was the first one in my family to go to college. So this was like a really tough time because I wanted to come back home and she wanted mm-hmm. me to keep going to school because she wanted me to be that first one to graduate college um, in my family. And, and and I did. and But what happened was that that makes you grow up pretty quickly and so i went from being a 19 year old kid who probably partied too much to you know six months fast forward a 20 year old kid who realized i'm gonna have to figure out everything in life a lot quicker and so i actually graduated uh college early and kind of went off into you know what is the real world uh Mm -hmm. really quickly which uh, was accelerated compared to my peers and kind of looking back on it, might've skipped a few steps and kind of had to later on kind of back it up a little bit to figure out what I truly wanted to do in life rather than like going down the path of this is what I feel like I need to do.
1: Um, I'm sorry you lost your mom at such a young age that, I mean, that hits home, uh, just that alone. What was your mom's name? Michelle. Michelle. And what, what, tell me a favorite memory that you have of, of you and your mom what are you doing like a conversation or cooking something or something you used to do
0: yeah so one of the ones um and this was when she was sick and i just remember because it, it was kind of funny and i i always growing up i was kind of the funny guy in the house um she was pretty down obviously she was sick she's going through chemo so she wasn't feeling well and so i just you know i took what wasn't really as nice of a beard back then as i'd like to think it is now and i shaved you know a funny little pattern in and i just went down and acted like i was actually gonna wear that moving forward uh-huh. and she was like didn't even care she's like yeah i think it looks great and i was like <laughs> mom i'm there's no chance i'm actually gonna wear this out in public and i always liked that it was it's very simple but it was just kind of like she was pretty carefree uh not judgmental at all and um that story always kind of sticks with me and it's you know one of the simplest stories I have kind of looking back on my 20 years yeah. with her
1: that that's really touching and thank you for sharing it cuz it's not easy to share the things that um about loss and things that have hurt us but one last question about your mom's passing it's it sounds like it, it really drove you to be successful Because she meant a lot to you and you had a lot of, you were holding a lot of her hopes and dreams as being the first child to graduate college. So how did her passing, you said you kind of moved forward faster, but how does it affect you today in terms of your uh, drive to be successful?
0: Uh, yeah, it's always in the back of my mind. And, and, you know, I think one of the ways it really impacted me was that I had to learn about, you know, I realized if I was going to be successful, I had to learn about personal finance because when I graduated undergrad, my, my degree was in sport management. It wasn't, I didn't know anything about personal finance. I had to learn it all on my own. And after doing that for a couple of years is when I decided like, Hey, I really like this and I want to do this, um, for others. And I had a passion for fitness and that's when I combined the two of them but that you know having to learn about that on my own because I wanted to be successful in honor of her really still guides the learning process for me learning more about personal finance now um I would have never probably gotten so interested in learning about it if it wasn't for that experience
1: did she have anything to do with personal finance I'm just curious
0: no no not at all mm-hmm. uh, i come from a very low income family um it was just more so that when she passed away, health insurance went away. My dad was disabled, so um, mm-hmm. we didn't have health insurance. It was through her employer, so I was I was uninsured for a couple of years. Um, I was out on my own very quickly. Like there was no one there to support me. Had to support myself. So it was more just like with her passing, I had to figure it Stop out that. essentially. And, and, and my father was, was there. Yeah, um, he was there. It was just you know he was disabled. He didn't have the means to to. Uh, he, he could provide a basic necessities, but, you know, not much more than that.
1: And what did your mom do for a living?
0: Uh, she worked in the uh, kindergarten schools in the cafeteria. So
1: here's how a, if you're listening, you're probably going like, where's this all going, Mason? It's a great story. They feel more connected to you, by the way. So your, your listeners, anybody who's on here right now goes, holy cow, they feel more connected to Justin, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Because that's what we're all trying to do. It's what humans do is we, you know, in our communication, 60% of it is through telling a story. So this is the first time Justin and I have met, we've met you. And yet I feel now like if we were to meet up at a conference or something, I would much easier be able to have a conversation with you about anything because I feel like I know you. Absolutely. So here's how a trainer on camera... Imagine if you were just, or if Justin was a trainer, how he could turn this into a part of his workout. And I'm making this up on the fly, so forgive me, it's not going to be perfect. Hey, I'm Justin, and today we're going to do a hit workout. Uh, let's get started with a little warm-up. I'm going to tell you a, a short story while we're jogging in place here, because I was shaving And I did a little slip and it it reminded me of a funny pattern that I made while my mom was going through chemo. And so I was shaving this morning and I decided to go ahead and do the the whole face just just like I did it there. And and I was getting a, a bit emotional about it because I wouldn't be here today leading you through this workout if it wasn't for my mom my mom. And then you continue to go on and you're just Mm -hmm. threading the story about your mom, what she meant to you and how it's made you successful. And by the time you get to the end of your workout, and this is just a thread. It's not like you're talking only about your mom for 40 minutes. You get to the end and you say, so, so I remind myself on my toughest, my toughest days that, I can always put one foot in front of the other. I can always take that next step to improving myself. And it's because of my mom that I'm here today and I'm looking forward to seeing you again tomorrow. It's, it can be that simple. And like I said, could do a better job of that certainly, but it's a little, because we're so connected. I lost my father when I wasn't quite as young as you, but I was certainly young. And as soon as you said that, like, I was like, oh, right. I'm not the only one who's lost a parent young. Mm-hmm. And it, there's more of a connection. And I'm more liable to push through those push-ups or squats or sit-ups or whatever it is if I'm more connected to you. So that is one of the biggest things trainers can learn how to do, which is have the courage to share some of your stories. And that's a, an extreme example of the loss of a loved one but it is universal we've all lost people it can also be as small as a universal somebody cut me off in traffic and this is what went through my mind and this is how i've dealt with it because we've all had that you know you're you're a really nice person normally somebody cuts you off and you turn into a a maniac that wants to kill him
0: you know i live and in massachusetts you, you know i resonate with that <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. la everybody
1: everybody says Everywhere you go, this is universal. People don't know how to drive here. I swear, everywhere I go, I go, what do you mean? they're like, no, they're crazy here. And I go, that's what everybody says everywhere.
0: Everywhere. That's universal too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really powerful. So, you know, when we started to do that example in my head, I immediately went, well, do I want to go this vulnerable? Do I want to go this deep? I don't really want to derail the conversation because this, you know, doesn't have a whole lot to do with fitness. But I mean, your question was pretty clear. Like, what's the biggest, one of the like most challenging times in your life? And I mean, yeah. if I'm going to stand out from, you know, a line of 100 different people, then I have to tell the actual story, which that is the story, right? So I, you know, I could have made up some example to make this easier and more resonating to the audience, but the actual story is what makes me unique, right? And you were 100%. saying earlier is like by being original and yourself, and you know, authenticity is probably like the buzzword of the last couple of years, but it's so true. If you truly figure out who you are and what stories you have that make you who you are, and then you're vulnerable, vulnerable vulnerable enough yeah. to share them yes uh, with people you're going to be surprised by how many people one resonate with it because they've been through something very similar or two appreciate and are empathetic to what you went through because they have a completely different experience but yet they had these same feelings that you had during your experience
1: yeah and and for anybody who's listening, who might be a little bit reluctant or hesitant or go, yeah, I don't know if that's true. I, I'll i bring up the example of Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, one of the most famous people on the planet. Just look at his My favorite movie.
0: person in the world. is he? Yeah, he's pretty cool. dude oh, I love The Rock. What, tell, yeah.
1: tell me what's one of the tell me one thing. Why? Why do you think he's cool outside of his looks <laughs> and his successful career?
0: So he's yeah, smiling so I, already yeah yeah i'm a big rock fan my wife would be laughing she was you know just a fly on the wall right Uh now um i once tweeted at him back in like i don't even know what year it was you know if the rock tweets me back i'll buy my fiance or my girlfriend a rock Uh (laughs) you know uh like i proposed to her like he he had to sign off on it jokingly but no uh i grew up watching wrestling with my dad um so stone cold the rock all those people you know, I still kind of go back to those childhood days when I, I hear them. But then The Rock has kind of just taken over as, like, the most prolific actor and superstar to come from that but world. Tell me, one per- uh, what
1: I'm looking for is one personal thing why you connect to him.
0: So not, um, not his
1: career. What's one personal thing? Think about his social media.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if this answers what you're looking for. What I love about him is he seems like an everyday dude. Thank like, you. Now I I'm asking hear, you. Yeah, I hear you, stories about specifically, celebrities. Specifically,
1: give me one. What do you mean by that? He's not an everyday dude. He's massive. He makes hundreds of millions of dollars. He's, he's twice the size of you and I combined. He's nothing like us. What do you mean? I'm leading you to. to yeah. He's an everyday dude if- in what way?
0: I don't know if I have a specific example. I just love the way, like you hear stories about celebrities when people meet them, and they're like, "Oh, they're sure. actually like a really big jerk in person. Like they're not friendly." But then I've heard stories, and, I, and it feels like authentic through his social media is that he this interacts is what I'm with everyday for people. For yeah, Justin, what I'm looking inter- for
1: is his social media. Pick one thing out of his social media that made you go, "Oh God, if I bumped into him, I'd feel comfortable." I'd feel comfortable with him because he's an everyday guy. One thing in his social media, cause I got a bunch, but I'm trying to let you yeah. be the hero here.
0: Probably the joke. He's a jokester, right? So he, yeah. when he started doing movies with Kevin Hart, that came through yeah. a lot on his social media. He's yeah. a jokester. I feel like I could walk by him, kind of make a joke. He might, he might just kind of laugh at it and be like, Hey, that was funny. And, and you know, we'd be able to connect. He's self-deprecating.
1: So, yeah. so here, so, So by the way, Justin has all the answers. I'm just going to give some of the, the examples. If you're not a a Dwayne Johnson, uh, fan like us, he is an Adonis. He's a man's man. No, you know, anybody looks at him and goes like, he's perfect. And he's got a career and he's got a beautiful wife and everything else, but he shares all the things that are imperfect
0: Mm, and
1: For one, this is not imperfect. I'm a father of two beautiful daughters. I resonate with him because he's very much passionate about being a father of Mm -hmm. women. And hes you'd think, oh, he's got to have tough sons that are out there, you know, in the ring, tough, whatever. No, he's got three daughters that he loves. And one of his last posts was him sitting and having plain tea. You know, with his like, he's huge, hulking over his little daughter, and he's sitting there with a teacup, or he'll yeah, post showing so. his fanny pack and his awkward size and weight and haircut, and talks about being poor when he, you know, was growing up in Hawaii. Like he is, he makes you connect on all sorts of levels, just like Justin did, talking about the loss of a a parent, having to grow up really fast, and all of the uh, pressure you felt about having to prove yourself. So Dwayne Johnson does that too in his own way. And there are plenty of stars out there that you were kind of bringing up that are not, that are assholes. Yeah, They are, um, they're, it's usually because they're insecure. And instead of sharing their stories about their insecurity, they put up a wall and they don't share it. And then that gets translated into, hey, that guy's an asshole. When they're probably just, insecure about their lives or themselves. And then you find somebody like a Dwayne Johnson who shares about things that are, that you might think would be ridiculed. And instead you get more fans and you have more people like you and I going, man, that's a really cool guy. I would love to hang out with him. So.
0: Yeah, I'm also not ready to admit that he's much bigger than I am in person, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not ready to admit that yet. I, I do love. Have you ever seen the picture of him standing between? I think it's Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley. Oh no, I haven't.
1: You got to look Carl? that up. I'll send it Is to you after. Carl? He
0: looks tiny huh. compared. So you you see that picture of him and you're like, okay. I can't resonate with Shaq and uh, Charles Barkley, but right. The Rock looks like a normal human being right. um, in that picture. And my mother-in-law has actually ran into Shaq at Target one time when yeah. he was playing for the Celtics. He, yeah. he was at the local Target, and she was like, that that man is is massive. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but cool The Rock, man. his height and weight is actually – it, this is gonna. It's actually only six five two sixty. I mean, I my best friend you. Is, Uh I'm I'm not that tall. I'm six foot on a good day. Yeah, I'm five eleven.
1: But I'm only I'm only five nine. So I'm small yeah,
0: guy. But, but I look at that right, and and my best man in my wedding just a couple months ago is 6'5", uh, 260. Uh-huh. So I look at that and I think, well, no, I hang out with a guy his size. Now this could be wrong, right? I have a feeling he's a little bit heavier than that yeah. um but so i you know to your point i actually haven't accepted i actually still think when i look at him like, ah, he could be like one of the gym guys i run into uh, yeah. so i haven't even so even that resonates with me of like nah he could be one of the guys
1: gotcha well certainly when he's around uh
0: kevin hart like i love watching yeah, those like- kids
1: <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he could chew him up
0: Absolutely. So I want to pivot away from that because we'll, you know, yeah. we'll start wrapping up here in a little bit. Yeah. But what are so so storytelling being original? What are some other? Uh, what are some of the other, you know, quick tips for um, an online health and fitness coach who is trying to use uh, maximize video in their marketing to reach uh, future clients?
1: Yeah. Uh, smile a lot. Talk to one person and learn the professional uh protocols of what it means to be great on video some of them are as simple as hair and makeup your wardrobe your lighting your audio how you how you pose on camera so many people just go oh i'm just going to kind of wing it and i'm not talking about uh influencers of social media i'm talking about people who are actually leading a workout on camera all of mm. that is important and it's worth investing in yourself and studying it versus just I'm just gonna copy somebody.
0: I want to challenge that a little bit and see what you think so you know I want and I kind of want to pivot more towards like not leading a group workout, but more so like a, a coach who's just on you know let's say Instagram reel posting a single workout like hey, here's how you do uh squats right mm-hmm. um. What if they haven't done their makeup and their hair is a little bit messy? Wouldn't that, isn't that kind of similar to the combo we've had about the rock? Like, wouldn't someone kind of see that and be like, oh, I've seen photos where she has her makeup done, her hair's done. She looks amazing, Mm -hmm. but she's squatting right now and she's not perfect. And I'm not either. When I go to the gym and squat, Well, what are your thoughts on that?
1: If if you have a a real established brand. So if we're going to go back to the rock as an example. We've seen him in action movies. We've seen him in WWF. We've seen him like we see that side of him, the performer, the professional on camera. So then Mm -hmm. when you pivot and see him in social media where he's less polished, where it's improv, where he's posting a picture of himself as an awkward teenager, that's very different. First, you have to it's kind of it's kind of like. most great musicians, not all, uh, same with artists, learn, learn all the techniques before they start breaking the rules. That's what I did. He's like, you learn how to do everything conventionally, and then you start breaking rules,
0: but Mm. to kind
1: of go, I'm going to learn everything and kind of get by and hope that it catches fire. That's a little harder to do. So your example of Somebody having messy hair and no makeup. Look, that can be a brand. I mean, if you, that's a, if that's a True. choice, but what I mean is like, I make sure that I look at, I've got the lights, I've got the right microphone. I put on a little bit of makeup for zoom calls and stuff because it looks more professional. There's times where I show up, look at somebody on a call and I'm like, wow, act as if you care about being here. Like you don't have to be a <laughs> model, but you know, some people literally roll out of bed and look horrible.
0: And yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah.
1: Just do the dial in call then. So being presentable on camera is important too male, female, whatever. And you can break the, the rules as long as you understand the rule is show up professional. So you, I'm going to go back to Richard Simmons for a second because you brought <laughs> him up. If you're too young and you don't know who, who Richard Simmons is, please Google That's what him YouTube's right now. For. Yeah, that's what
0: YouTube's for.
1: (laughs) Richard Simmons, and I I can tell you without asking, I'm going to ask Justin this question, but I know the answer is no. Justin, have you ever done a Richard Simmons workout? No. (laughs) Okay. Everybody knows this guy from a certain age on. Most people have not done a workout. He wore his heart on his sleeve. He was flamboyant. He had an afro. He's a little squeaky white guy. He wore a very patriotic tank tops, so like stars and stripes and bangles, white sneakers, big, thick socks. And he was over the top. But the thing that you really, I never forget about him is how passionate he was about his audience, which was people who were obese. I mean, mm-hmm. to the point where he would cry on camera often with uh, some of the people he was working out with leading through workouts. He was different on in every way, shape, or form from a Jane Fonda, for instance, who was very much a contemporary. His appearance, his afro, his outfit that was I mean you look across the decades he almost always wore this tank top short shorts and these these sneakers short Short
0: shorts are the signature for sure
1: that's that's who he was and like it or not you never forgot it and that's my point is so even if you're I want you to be prepared and show up for your job the way you're supposed to which is your hair and makeup and wardrobe done but that can be very much whatever you want it to be i just mean don't yeah, roll that's out a of good, go like eh.
0: that's a good point unless you want to be known as the person who just rolls out of bed like unless that's your thing like then don't do it because whatever it, you know if you do it once you do it twice you're going to become known as that's going to be the impression, whether that's, and if that's not what you want it to be, then don't do it. Right. If that's, so be intentional, I guess, about it. Right. It doesn't have to be the makeup and everything, but if you want to be known for someone who's polished, then you, then you better do that. Um,
1: Yeah. I'll just finish by saying it It ultimately breaks down to, you want to be as specific as possible about who you are, your brand, your niche and your name. One other thing you should always say is what your name is because your name is your Mm -hmm. brand. If you have a brand yeah. called like if it's just you and your brand is, you know, XYZ Fitness, I'll tell you right now, it's pro- unless you have a brick and mortar gym, if you're a personal trainer, your online persona, your brand is your name. It's not some mm-hmm. made up name. I made that mistake. Yeah. These are all mistakes that I know that I've made.
0: And personal brand's huge. Mason
1: is is my brand. And so I yeah. make sure I that's why we introduce each other on shows like this.
0: Absolutely. And I kind of want to uh, I'm going to piggyback off that and then we're going to pivot real quick because I want to talk about sure. kind of the the financial upside of, of using video. Yeah. Um, but, you know, kind of talking about that on brand, like I'm a I'm a financial planner, right? W- what is the first thing you think of when you think of a financial planner? If you're going to go into an office and you're going to meet with a financial planner, what do you think they're going to look like? Uh,
1: what do you think? What do you think that meeting's going to be like?
0: No. What do you think? when you reach out your hand to shake that individual, what are they going to look like? Physically look like? <laughs> Stylish. What are they going to be wearing?
1: Oh, I mean, you, you typically think of fine or I think of finance as somebody who is in an office wearing a suit and
0: tie. Wearing a suit and tie. Exactly. I know that's the tradition. I knew I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> so I don't show up on calls. I don't show up in my marketing. I don't show up in my brand ever wearing a suit and tie, right? Mm -hmm. One, I work with the fitness industry, so they don't wear suit and ties either. Um, But I knew immediately when I was creating my brand, suit and tie was not gonna be a part of it. It's on my website, I do not wear suit and tie. Like, you should never ever have a call scheduled with me and think, hey, he's probably gonna show up wearing a suit and tie. No, I literally put in some of my marketing materials, most days I wear gym clothes just like you. Now, you know, that. I'll wear, t- I'll wear t-shirts on calls and stuff, but, um, I, you know, I, I try to look like I've actually showered that day. I don't, you know, just that's roll great. out of bed from the that gym. Is, um, <laughs> so, so I don't take it to the extreme of like, I just got out of a workout and I'm, you know, here I am, but you know, that's, that's my brand. Right. And so, um, I think that's, you know, I think that's kind of resonates with what you were saying, 100%. um, financial upside. So I'm the money guy. Let's talk about real quick before we wrap this up. Why, like, what is the, how is video going to impact your total revenue slash profitability? Like what, like, why is it going to change the game for your business?
1: I w- I was a theater major. All I wanted to do was be in theater in New York city growing up at a very young age. I realized, wow, that is not, I'm not going to also be able to make a living doing this. Well, <laughs> some people do, but it's very hard. Just think of it as simple as simply put as you need to show up every day for a job to get paid. It's very similar to a trainer in person. When I pivoted to film, it was like, oh, I'm exponentially creating more revenue for myself by being able to do bigger jobs in less time. And so for Mm -hmm. reach more people, it's that simple. So for a trainer... An entrepreneur, you know, you're your own brand. You are your own company. If you're sick, you don't make money unless you have an online product. Mm -hmm. So there's all sorts of buckets of ways to create revenue as a personal trainer today that didn't used to exist. Mm -hmm. You had to have won an opportunity through auditions with me and, and clients and stuff. And then hopefully you become a star. Well, now you can truly create, you don't need to have millions of people viewing your stuff. You only need a few hundred and you can be very, very successful. So mm-hmm. being being very unique, I love that Justin is the I'm the I'm the uh I'm your finance guy who doesn't wear a suit. Like that's a great brand. And that might make me more comfortable. There's gonna be plenty of people who go, no. I want a suit. Great, yeah, exactly. there's a ton of competition over there. Justin, there's a lot of suits. Needs...
0: Go find one. <laughs>
1: nice. So Justin only, Justin only needs X amount of people for him to live very comfortably and do a good job. And that's what every trainer should be thinking of. I don't need to get everybody to like me. As m- the more niche I am, the the better I can hold on to a very loyal audience. And so let's just do. You would do a better job of this, but back of napkin numbers, if you're making, if you're working in a gym and making, you said $12 an hour, Justin, I think it's higher than that these days, but,
0: you know, hopefully, making, but I've heard making, some, man, I've heard some horror stories, but I would that, hope, that, I would hope that it's you can't more
1: than make that. a living it. I mean, that is literally yeah. you have to personal trainers are hustling in the gym and they want to help people and there's never enough time mm-hmm. and then they still don't make enough money. And then you are exhausted and you can only do it for so many years if you go on. So think of it this way. When you're in a gym, it's literally your hours are being traded for dollars. When you go online and have a virtual community, create content that you can sell, create a Zoom workout where you can have 20 people in the room where they're paying you directly. So let's just use that example. If you can get 20 people, which is not hard if you're good, 20 people into a Zoom class, and let's say you're discounting that class to $10 and it and it's a semi-private, so you can even do less people than that, versus going into a gym and working for 20 bucks an hour or 30 bucks an hour. In that same hour, you can quadruple what you're making. And then you can either do it again, or you can take that time and go work on something else. So th- those are real examples. By the way, these are trainers I've worked with mm-hmm. who have come back and shared their stories. I'm not making it up, and it's mind blowing that the trainers that are were making you know forty or fifty thousand dollars a year are now making two three hundred thousand dollars a year. It's it's very scalable and possible.
0: The best coaches I work with are really good at video storytelling. And making people relate to them, right? So, if if there's one takeaway from this this uh, conversation, it's get better at video. You'll impact more lives, which will lead to more revenue, and that's that's the name of the game. You summed it up. So, two questions I hit everyone with: uh, yeah. What is one of the uh, most emotional slash irrational money decisions that you've ever made?
1: <laughs> it can be at any time. Anytime. Oh God, this is embarrassing, but it's a true story. So back when I uh, decided to, this is really embarrassing. When I decided (laughs) that I was going to move into video, video cameras were really expensive. And I was, I was living in New Jersey at the time and I was working in used office furniture and I was trying to figure out how am I going to start this production company? I know it's got to have a video component. And I was, as I was driving through into the Holland tunnel, uh, there was a guy Selling, which of course now in the back of my head, it was like, well, this was this was stolen material, a video camera and shrink shrink wrapped, and I was like, no, I'm not. I was like, how much is it? it was like, I it was payday. It was Friday, and yep. so I had money in my pocket, and it was like two hundred dollars. And these cameras were normally like you know nine hundred. I drove all the way through the tunnel in rush hour, and it was just burning in my brain and i drove back into manhattan got back in line praying this guy was still there and there he was and i oh my god i got this I paid him in cash got this box i was so excited put it in the passenger seat drove all the way back carried it in unpacked the rest of my stuff got out my exacto knife opened it up i was like on pins and needles i was so excited that going was be my first video camera and there was some newspaper on top and there was a little more newspaper and the entire box was filled with newspaper.
0: <laughs>
1: so it was the most impulsive and one of the hardest lessons I ever learned. Of course, I knew there was something wrong with that deal. A, it was probably stolen. That's why it was so cheap. That was the idea. But my, my greed, my enthusiasm for trying to move ahead faster than I knew probably I could, which would be saving up, for several sure. months. And so I, sh- I share that story because, uh, yeah, we've all learned hard lessons like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The lesson I would take away from that is if it's too good, if it sounds too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. It is. That's a life that's a, you know, as old of a lesson as there is. And, yeah, we all still have to do it the hard way to just kind of be reminded. So right. final question for you, what's one financial question you would have for me as you're sitting in front of a financial planner?
1: What stock should I buy today?
0: So <laughs> no, I kidding. cannot answer that.
1: <laughs> I low, <know>. um, <laughs> <I love laughs> <but laughs> sell high.
0: Exactly. Uh, yeah, you should be buying stocks right now. Okay, I have my own uh,
1: answer. I'm a, little, I'm a little older here, but I'm curious to hear what uh, you would say to somebody today in college Who wants to be financially set in their future. If if you have one bit of advice, one vehicle that they should be thinking about now, not not when they're 30 something, what would you tell them to do?
0: This is going to, I think, be different than what anyone's expecting. Okay. Invest in yourself. You Mm. are so young right now. The biggest return on any investment is going to be your future earnings, So you probably already started it by going to college. You're probably, hopefully you're in a specific degree and not in like a degree that's not going to get you anywhere. But invest in yourself in those early years and you're going to enhance your future career earnings, which is way more important than finding the best stock to put $5 in because you're a poor college kid.
1: I love that. You're right. That is not what I thought you were going to say as a financial planner. Good advice. Good advice. Good <laughs> advice. I think it was Benjamin what Franklin. Was... Benjamin Franklin, who said, um, "Which I don't know if it's true today. Nobody ever went broke investing in their education."
0: Yeah, I like that. You said you had a an answer in mind, right? Before you asked it, you said you know what you would say.
1: Well, yeah, because um, I mean, I would say for sure one of them is, and it's harder today, but is property and like, don't, Mm -hmm. don't wait until like, you're like having a family. Like today you, you can't save money the way you used to. You have to, Mm -hmm. you have to have assets. And for me, property is uh, whether it's, I don't care if you buy a small condo or you, I mean, ideally you buy like a duplex, but I started investing when I was younger only because my parents had kind of done that. And even though I've been very successful in fitness, it's, it's property, it's investing in assets, it's things that um, you never think you're gonna need that all of a sudden mm-hmm. become very important to you later on in life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Real estate can be really beneficial to a lot of investors. I would yeah. even simplify it, you kind of started to say it and uh, I don't think you finished the sentence, but saving is not enough investing Correct. into an asset is what you need to do and that might be property that might be the stock market um it might be something that i can't even think of right now but you know saving will not be enough to make you wealthy you do have to invest it into something that's going to either appreciate in value over time or that is going to enhance your cash flow. That allows you to diver- diversify it into more assets. So Mason, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Let everyone know where they can find you to learn more about video and storytelling. You know, I really, really love this conversation. So let them know where they can learn more.
1: Uh, my company website is Megamace. That's M E G A M A C E dot com. And uh, if you're if you're looking for some corporate help, you can contact me there. There's also a trainers only portal go in there. You can download a top 10 things that on camera trainers are doing great today. And uh, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to help you if I
0: can. Awesome. Thanks so much, Mason. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate it. Did you enjoy the show? If so, don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a review. And if you are interested in learning more, you can subscribe to the Monthly Assist, a newsletter where I share more information for fitness entrepreneurs and millennials. You can find the link in the show notes, or you can access the link in my Instagram bio at justingreenfp. Until next time, keep growing, my friends.